How are we doing, everyone? It's Matt Whitmore, and this is Fitter Food Radio, episode number 47. We're zoning in on that number 50, the big 5-0. Um, I don't know why I feel so excited about getting to that milestone, but I do. Uh, little things, please, little minds, as they say. <laughs> uh, but guys, of course, I'm here with the ever-gorgeous Keris Marsden. I'm not feeling too gorgeous today. It's quite funny. She actually got a big three red scratches down the side of her face. <laughs> that, was, that wasn't mine. It, it, it wasn't me. But just to, just to clarify, um, Hamish gets a bit excited and jumpy from time to time. And he, he tends to, I don't know if he's doing it on purpose, but he, he kind of claws our face. And he almost had my eye out the other day. But Keris was the victim <laughs> literally just a few minutes before we're, we were about to do this podcast. So she's got, yeah, three big red scratches down the side of her face right now but you still look lovely thank you that wasn't why I didn't feel lovely it was why, well, why, why don't you feel lovely because <laughs> I've been up since three o'clock in the morning and whose fault's that <laughs> yours <I know. laughs> always, it's always my fault apparently I was fidgeting having some kind of weird nightmare and she's been up since three and it was so dramatic how you woke me up. There was no way I was going to fall back to sleep. I think I must have produced <laughs> so much do? cortisol. You just leapt, leapt up, like, so fast. And it's just like, right, that's me wide awake. And I actually thought it must be, like, 6 o'clock because I felt quite awake. But it must be the amount of cortisol of you scaring me that <laughs> got released. I don't know. The best thing is I can't remember any of it. I, <laughs> I slept right through. And so for, the, for the first time ever, I went and watched TV. My God, there is some rubbish on at 3 o'clock in the morning. I'd imagine that's because no one is watching TV, but yeah, most normal people <laughs> probably wouldn't be. Although you, you did watch a pretty interesting property program. I did. I was taking you, notes you, for you. Which you've been telling me about this morning. <laughs> you came down at like six, and I was like, "Do you know where the best place to buy is in Southeast Kansas?" <laughs> <laughs> but guys, we've got an awesome episode as always. Um, well, we think so. And it's based on just a few things we've kind of been up to of late, or should I say people that we've seen. Um, and let's start off with a show we, we saw a couple of weeks ago by Ruby Wax, of all people. Um, I'm sure many of you remember her from her TV presenting days. And you'll probably be aware that she also suffers from depression and actually went through quite a, a hard time with it in her career, and it kind of did kind of hold her career for some time. Written a book called Sane New World, and she decided to do like a, a, a theatre-type show. Well, I thought it was a theatre show, would you yeah, say? Yeah, yeah, so it's just like an informal... Well, it was like a chat with the audience. Um, well, she presents, first of well, all. Well, you, you sold it to me as a theatre show. You yeah. said that Ruby Wax had kind of... <laughs> it's a musical about depression. <laughs> <laughs> she'd, like, made a show about, like, kind of how she'd got on top of depression, how she kind of, like, controls it, should we say, because she makes it very clear that she hasn't beaten it. She's still kind of, like, it's still a battle, but she's just got better at dealing with it. When Keris was like, oh, do you want to come see it? It's all about being mindful and mindset and and things like that. And I was like, those are the key words that kind of got me. And I was like, yeah, that sounds pretty cool, you know. And a lot of what she was saying as well in, in the promotional material is um, she realised that it, a lot of her symptoms that she experienced weren't, her, weren't a result of her health. Obviously, you know, you can be prone to depression and, and she accepts that. But she said a lot of it is driven by the outside world. Yeah. And that the, the modern world that we live in has become so chaotic and stressful. It's it's like changing our neurotransmitter, um, the way our neurotransmitters have been released in the brain and that's affecting our serotonin. And it was when I saw that line about, uh, you know, she sort of said, um, you know, more or less she's blaming the world. It's not her. I loved that approach because a lot of the, the stress that you experience is not because 
you're an angry person or because you're you know depressed as it were even even depression it can be a result of just feeling overwhelmed and exhausted and and not able to cope and that can sometimes transfer to well you know this that anger basically so when you do you mean i know this both of us at some point in the day will just flip our lid like from our laptop yeah basically and it's normally because we can't remember a password we can't log on uh, we've been locked out of one of the many hundreds of websites we have to go into for work or we can't remember banking passwords or pin numbers or phone pins or something oh they get the point (laughs) (laughs) and then you just end up going "Ah," like you you know by uh, maybe like mid-afternoon you're so tired and and by that point the emails are pinging in all day facebook whatsapp twitter and it's just like oh i can't cope and i've definitely felt that way recently and i know you're having a moment right now (laughs) can we talk about this (laughs) we have a tea break yeah but what was interesting was that um i'm I'm not really good with shows of any sort really Um, you're good at sitting still i'm just not very good at sitting (laughs) still for too long when we got there i I soon realized that it wasn't like a play or what i thought it would be literally was a stage with a sofa and Ruby Wax sat on that sofa telling her story a little bit and 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 then kind of like the reasoning behind it all and what she kind of done to to get on top of it and what amazed me the most you know her kind of approach to dealing with her depression after obviously going to some really dark places was she was like well if I need to to deal with this I need to fully understand it so in her words, she was like, I needed to go to the mothership of, <laughs> of depression, which is the brain, which is the mind. She, long story short, a degree. A, a master's. A master's degree. Neuroscience. Yeah, neuroscience at Oxford University of all, of all places. She actually joked and said that only someone with um, as much dopamine racing around in her brain as her could actually go and do that. Now, yeah. like, in a year when it wasn't her background, you know, science itself is not what she's sort of trained in previously. So, yeah, it was a... And you can see it because the way that she... She explains um, stress and and depression and, and, you know, changes in, as I said, like neurotransmitter regulation. She did it so well. Everyone could understand it and get it. And she drew cartoons which came up on us. They were brilliant, weren't they? To be fair, I I was taking notes more so for like, (laughs) you know, what what we do with our online plans because, like Kerry said, she'll take, it's it's complex stuff. And then to, to get that message across to people in an understandable way. you know kind of easy to absorb and apply so to speak you know that's the hard part isn't it yeah and you know there were how many people was in this room would you say two two to three hundred maybe yeah i think so you know and and, you know these people aren't qualified in neuroscience or psychologists or anything like that so to get that message across and make people laugh yeah it was really funny when people were shouting out halfway through here here (laughs) it was really like because they couldn't believe how how right she was and and also what was um a real sort of light bulb moment for me was as I went into the theatre I was trying to send an email and in the theatre I had no signal and I was getting really frustrated I'm in the theatre I should be sat with an ice cream I have my mum and dad with me and you I should be kicking back and going right I'm here to be entertained this is something I'm really interested in and I'm faffing around on my phone and desperately trying to send this email I've got no signal and then and her Literally, her opening line was, why are we so busy? And I just looked up and I was like, oh, my God, like, <laughs> what am I doing? You know, it really sort of yeah. oh, put the bloody phone away. It can wait. And, and she had so many, you know, just talk, recounting her experience. She just sat there and you were like, why am I doing that? Why am I doing that? And when was the last time? And then she guided everyone through a little a mindful exercise, which was absolutely brilliant. But 
you do realise that you spend most of your day just listing and talking to yourself, listing, talking to yourself. <laughs> well, yeah, I do yeah. anyway. <laughs> like, what am I doing? Next? You know, like, what am I doing next? What am I doing next? What am I doing tomorrow? What am I doing next week? You know, what forgot to check? Oh, like phone's gone off email, and it really, it really resonated with me. But I took my parents because. They do a lot, like they, they, they've got me sort of like chattering on in their ear all the time about eating healthy, exercising as they get older, um, you know, doing their mobility and they're really good with it. Um, you know, my dad especially is like buying all the books, reading all the blogs. He's really into it. Yeah. Um, he's quite sort of stimulated by all the knowledge still. Mum will do it, but she's not as enthusiastic about some of the changes that we suggest but we, I took them because a bit the aspect I feel that neither of them have really grasped the mindfulness and mm-hmm. like the importance of stress reduction and, and they find things like watching tv um stress reduction which it can be Me too. um I know you do but there still has to be some switching off of the brain because yeah. you know watching game of thrones is not being mindful it's <laughs> like you know and some of the Swedish thrillers or whatever Scandinavian thrillers that you watch you know you go to bed and you're thinking about them yeah, and you're yeah. quite what um, next yeah Exactly. Shall I go and watch the next episode? <laughs> I took them along, and um, what was really funny is they've actually started getting, um, they invest in property and they're decorating, renovating, and they've got multiple projects going on. And every time I go round, they just look more and more tired because they've got more and more builders in, plumbers and, and, and dirt and everything, and they're up to their eyeballs in logistics and, and planning and, and arguing with, you know, tradesmen. And, um, and she actually highlighted this as a point and said, yeah. like, she said, we're like dung beetles, you know, and she said, if you know what a dung beetle does, basically pushes the dung up the hill, the dung rolls back down and the dung beetle starts again and pushes the dung up the hill. And she says, what we do is we push the dung up the hill and then we build an extension on it and then we let it roll back down <laughs> again. Well, but you, well, <laughs> they're normally rolling up to the hill to build a house, she was saying, or something. Yeah, yeah. And then, but where we would like build an extension, loft conversion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, it's just, it's just out of control. And I think like it was really useful for them to see it delivered in such a funny and relevant way. And that's what yeah. she does because it, it, it is something where she, she said people think of mindfulness and I did I definitely did when everyone in the industry started talking about it that it's something that you do at the end of a yoga session you sit cross-legged you know you perhaps do arm or whatever it is and you breathe and and I was just like um you know I'm gonna struggle to put that on the to-do list (laughs) it's gonna you know it's it's gonna be one that I'll sit there still (laughs) still emailing people in my head as I'm doing it so it's quite funny because she did make me laugh because she's talking about being busy everyone's always busy and they're not happy unless they're busy 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 and she was like I've got so addicted to being busy like I've even started replying to to spam emails (laughs) 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 and then they get really wound up when they don't reply back yeah (laughs) But, but the reason we're mentioning this, because you might be thinking, well, what, why are we talking about this on Fit Food Radio? But uh, anyone who kind of does follow us knows that we are big on mindset and being mindful because it's a huge aspect of your overall health. Um, and we're not just about nutrition and training. And, and often, like we've always said, sometimes we take training out of the equation for people and actually get them to focus on their nutrition and being more mindful. But the, a big reason why we felt this was important was because we could relate to a lot of the stuff that she said. Yeah. When we work with our clients, you know, one-to-one, and especially on our online plans, because obviously we work with a greater number of people, um, mindset is a is a huge aspect and for a lot of people the kind of like missing link that I was most, say, it can be the deal breaker for yeah, some people most people like really struggle to Im- implement it in the way that they would like to um, and it does take time especially when you know you have been in the habit of being busy 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 all the time and uh, you know adapted to a certain lifestyle um, but there were certain things that really rang true 
I don't know what Kerry's for, but for me, I'll be honest with you, the show that we went to see was not what I was expecting. Um, I wasn't expecting it to be such a big focus on depression. I actually didn't know that the show was there to create more awareness for depression. But not that that's a problem, because it was quite a pleasant surprise, because I don't know if any of our listeners have ever suffered from depression or, or are suffering from I'd depression. I'd imagine 80 or 90% have yeah, <laughs> at but, some point in their lives. But, you know, like I, I went through a phase of, of suffering from depression in my, um, in my teens, and it, it was really weird because I probably didn't even know that it was depression at the time, you know, because I didn't really understand what was going on. And it was really peculiar because I had the most amazing upbringing. Like, I can't even, you know what I mean? I was so privileged and always had everything I ever needed. Yeah, I went through a phase in my life where I was just, I just burst into tears. I felt like a failure. I felt like I let my family down. And there was no reason for this because I hadn't really, I look back now, well, I hadn't. I was just a teenager going through school, doing his thing and, and whatnot. And my family showed me nothing but love. But it was, like Ruby White said, it was, it was all in the brain. It was all in my mind. I'd convinced myself that I was a failure to my mum, my grandparents, etc. And it's really weird talking about it sometimes because this wasn't just like a phase of two weeks. Like This went on for like about two years. And, and it was really hard because I, I struggled to enjoy. Obviously, I struggled to enjoy myself within that two years. When I look back, it's probably where I started to make the link between my mindset and the gym and the kind of gym was my outlet I guess when I was going through this kind of like this dark period so to speak but then it was only a matter of time before I was somewhat addicted to the gym and that was you know and then that was kind of like my ball and chain you know that's because you're looking for the endorphins really to to which is you know it's not a bad thing necessarily but sometimes if you if you find that through exercise that 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 will just become as addictive as exactly medication And and it didn't solve my brain <laughs> my, my thoughts should I say um, well, I think that the main thing that people may not realize is there's there is a genetic component to this um and there is some learned behavior I might have mentioned before about um my mum always hated Mondays and always used to say on Mondays I hate Mondays and I absolutely hate Mondays and I can't get out of that cycle and and that's sort of like a bit of learned behaviour that I just feel really low on a Monday but it could also be you know just a work-life balance thing but there, there is that genetic component that would might would possibly mean um that you know your uh, the way that your body um, produces and, and deals with serotonin is 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 affected by. I'm sure there'll be um, gene snips as well that people are investigating now that are going to make you more prone to depression. And then there's also things like gut health and inflammation, which would really encourage depression by driving down certain neurotransmitters. Yeah. Lifestyle habits. I think the biggest driver overall has got to be stress. I think stress is um, well, obviously it's leading to higher levels of things like cortisol and adrenaline, and it's also leading us to behavioural habits that mean we have to constantly stay um you know sort of alert and vigilant which is too much coffee and and and, you know like riding on caffeine and and exercise and and we're all go go and we're not sort of any slow slow (laughs) 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 i think i've heard it before on a podcast Um, too many go goes not enough slow slows um yeah so i I think that for me is that's the biggest thing that i think is 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 what i see in in my client base and, and across um, across our plans and in ourselves actually um, but that's because we run a business so it's, it's probably natural but I do also think it's made me quite aware of um, she talked a lot about social media and it and the pressures that that's creating on you in terms of making you question everything about yourself what you yeah. look like how intelligent you are she had this great thing about how 
uh, you go to a dinner party and, and discussions will start on something that you might have missed or not understand in you know, it like she said, her example with Putin and she says you have to run off to the toilet and google quickly like what would I do if I was Putin because yeah. <laughs> like, you don't know and it's just created this pressure where she said you know would we become such high achievers as well because of the way that society is moving so quickly and, and changing and, and it's almost like you can have everything um, and you're almost being taught that you can have everything any any degree of success is yours and it's made us almost entitled to it rather than just sort of I think generations before us were quite happy with you know they yeah. didn't have other people dangling Ferraris and and bikini bodies in their faces every every day so it's become a bit of a, a society where we were constantly almost made to feel bad about ourselves which is a bit of a ticking time bomb when it comes to mental health. Well, what, what did she say? She said like you know, there was once a time where you had that no one else wanted to be king. Yeah. They were perfectly happy not being king. Yeah. Whereas now everyone wants to be king. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and everyone's told that if they want to be king, they can be king. Yeah. You know. And, and don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm not trying to take away from having a positive mindset and aiming high. Like she, she kind of kept reiterating, you know, you, you kind of like you're constantly placing this negative pressure on yourself and you've almost forgotten why you wanted to be king in the first place. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, well, it's not just necessarily being king, flash cars, big houses, whatever it may be. You, know, you almost need to be king of your world. And, and when I say your world, it's like, as an individual, not not anything bigger than yeah, that, just yeah. you and as an individual, what you want to achieve. In and a way, it's like I'm starting to, to to envy simplicity more in people. That because a, a lot of you know wanting these things to make yourself feel better is is I mean it's part of the <laughs> it's part of the the sort of mental health issue in the first place. You know, you, I mean I know some people like flash cars and things like that, but if that's your only driving life is is to have flash cars and a big house and you know and you're forgetting about. Um, relationships and love and happiness and, and a yeah. job that really you feel you feel is so rewarding then you are losing the plot a little bit and you've been just basically swallowed up by a consumer society one thing i should probably add here because someone might be listening going what hypocrites because they're always putting out <laughs> fat loss pictures on their facebook which is true but it's almost the only way we ever capture people in in the our fat loss plans are about holistic health and mm. people do get results um, you know, safely because we coach them on nutrition and mindset and and safe exercise, and we're big on the educational component to the point where me and you are probably <laughs> so stressed out and busy because we always want our plans to be, you know, serve everybody's needs and, and be perfect. in depth. Yeah, basically be perfect. That's probably why we're not not too healthy ourselves, but um, we're quite healthy. <laughs> if I ever write anything about health or um, you know, sort of. Um, that doesn't hit that mark it, it will often just tumbleweed through Facebook and it's really sad because there's a lot of and I, I don't really tend to read that sort of information myself because you know I follow certain key people on, on Facebook yeah. that I know write about the more holistic side and I'm, I'm going to learn about the science here I'm going to learn about root causes and drivers and but it's like you said isn't it I mean coincidentally we, we were actually having this conversation when we just um just this morning yeah and we were just talking about social media is kind of like done for us as a company and don't get me wrong like we we've we've built like a really awesome community on facebook haven't we on our fitter food page and we leave a lot of our online plan groups open because the interaction's phenomenal and and we we absolutely love it and and we we love that aspect of it you know in terms of just regular facebook i you know personal pages and whatnot we were just kind of talking about how you know at facebook now you kind of you know people kind of like portray this life on there that they've got this perfect life and everything's always hunky-dory and you know if you're feeling down you just got to pick yourself up and, <laughs> and all of that and and the thing is that there's nothing wrong with being positive we're big on being positive but 
we always say that you know facebook it's it's lost there's no more honesty. No, you no. Know, no it's, one... like, it's like Big Brother. No one watches Big Brother anymore because everyone knows what is expected of you on Big Brother. Yeah. You know, so, so no one goes in and just be the normal, boring self. They think, I'm going to do this, this and this. I might get a job out of this, a TV yeah. role. <laughs> you know, it's, Facebook's gone the same way. And, and the thing is, it gives a false... It's like a false economy, though, isn't it? Because, you know, like, I'm, on Facebook, I'm friends with, you know, like, genuine friends as well as people that I've obviously maybe met in the industry in the industry or just met online you know who we just share the same interests so a lot of people do when they're on facebook they have people or industries they look up to i think some of these guys and girls sometimes paint a really inaccurate picture being healthy building muscle losing body fat is all about yeah and and you know it's as if like they they never ever ever miss a workout you know they never have a cheat meal you know it's just always perfection then they're they're very happy to do so you know, yet we probably know that that's not true. You In know, fact, that's uh, there are so many people that I've followed on Facebook and really idolised, and then being and done nutrition courses and spent long periods of time with them and been completely let down yeah. by. <laughs> actually, I think you've just got good genes, <laughs> like yeah. you know. And, and I'm not going to name names, but. And I, I almost think, because Facebook is wonderful in that you are connected with so many people, but it's almost like I wish I could create... I mean, I suppose you can create your own Facebook. Um, it's, it's just like, you know, there are certain people on there that just make me laugh. I love their videos. Yeah. I love their, their eight, uh, Facebook updates. Um, you know, and I'll, I'll give an example. So Liz Wall, um, she's a personal trainer up in... Um, and uh, she, her Facebook updates are hilarious and beautiful pictures, loads of stuff about her dog, loads of stuff about CrossFit, but positive and funny and random. And yeah. it's just so funny. And I say to you, like, some people say, I make an effort to read because they'll make me laugh. Yeah. But in dis- interspersed with all that is so much advertising, <laughs> so much weird stuff that scares me sometimes that, you know, you're looking at something on Amazon and the next thing you know, the feed book is on your, your Facebook. Sorry, the, the feed book. The feed on your Facebook is advertising that same product, so it's all Big Brother, isn't it? Now, wonder why there was like sponsored ads for Rampant Rabbits on your oh, Facebook. Sure. <laughs> on, on your Facebook page. It's more likely to be tapioca flour <laughs> and like various nut butters. <laughs> Nothing that exciting. I'm too knackered. <laughs> Just to clarify, that was on Keris's Facebook, and how much? not mine. I want, yeah. <laughs> oh God. I think for me, it was a real eye opener, and uh, I think a lot of people. What from what I gathered from 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 this from this show was that a lot of people are suffering from depression, but worse than that, they're suffering in silence. Yeah, because there's very few places that they can go to to share this information and maybe talk to someone about it who's going to understand, other than just going to a doctor who's simply just going to say, take these antidepressants. Yeah, and most people that did speak because the second half of the show, which I thought was amazing basically a Q&A wasn't it yeah and people would stand up and hats off to them like some of them were, were, were disclosing some real personal, personal information, information. Yeah. and Ruby Wax would sort of give her opinion of course and kind of like they'd discuss it in, in in detail she was so brave actually to do that because with it being such a sensitive subject and, yeah. and some people stood up and said some things that you know, might have offended other people, and she dealt with it really well. Oh, she, she she was phenomenal. Like she, you know, it, she, her background in this subject is just it's it's, it's amazing. Yeah, very and and for me though, it was a real. You know, I'm, I'm a bit of a softie at heart, and, Did and you I cry? I kind of welled up on a few occasions with some of the <laughs> stories because, it, you know, it does break your heart to know that nice, amazing people are, are feeling that way. Yeah, you know, and 
And it you just, shouldn't be all right if they weren't very nice people. <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, people that don't deserve, you know, don't, you know, you look at them, you think, no, God, no. like you don't deserve to feel like that. You seem like a really decent person, you know, and 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 it was horrible to to hear people talk so lowly of themselves, you know, and like when I referred to me going through a, a phase of depression, like when I was in, I was a teenager. Fortunately for me, I don't think I really knew it was depression at the time. I just remember feeling really low for a very long, long period of time. Whereas these people, you know, some of the people that got up and spoke, you know, some are in their 40s, 50s, 60s, you know, and they've been... lifelong. This has mm. been, yeah, lifelong. And, and, but, and they've done, they've kind of been dealing with this all whilst raising a family, you know, looking after their partner, whatever it may be. But it was just a real eye-opener to me that the, the, the lack of outlets for people to kind of deal with this and to kind of feel that they can't talk about it. And and it was really amazing how Ruby Wax was... She referred to, like, cancer, didn't she? And she was like, you know, if you've got cancer, you get a badge of honour. You know, you've got cancer, you survive cancer, great. You know, there's so much that you can do if you've got cancer. Whereas depression, you know, it's... You do you know, know what? It's a bit like that with any addiction, though, that when people get over the addiction, it's almost like everyone just says, well, that's how it should be. It is a bit of a... You know, I don't think people appreciate the battle that someone has to go through to 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 win against any addiction. Yeah. Um. Her her point was really interesting that she said, "How come the alcoholics and the narcotics get little meetings and and free, free biscuits? Free coffee and biscuits. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the you know people with depression don't get that, and they they probably need that. And I think that's something that she might go and try and change. I'm not really sure across wherever she might start in the UK. I know she said when she tours, she's going to bring Mind, um, the charity Mind, on board and get yeah. them to have counsellors um, at the shows so people could actually try and find. I mean, the big thing, this is actually on the news this morning, um, <laughs> that uh, for teenagers it's becoming an increasing issue. And I did read somewhere that this is linking back to social media and the pressures of of, of self-esteem are being uh, you know sort of driven through social media yeah yeah and um i think cutting is now self-harming sorry is is now like rising exponentially wow. and they're linking that through to to social media and bullying on social media as well me. i mean some of the stuff that goes on on social media i mean you know we're, know, we're very lucky and that you know if anything was to come our way we could just brush it off but yeah. you know like you know some like teenagers and whatnot aren't as strong-minded and deal with it in a very different way and, and let's face it some people are, are bloody cruel yeah um but, but i was going to say that, that i think that what they're trying to do for teenage girls now is set up again like voluntary centers where they can go in and actually talk you know have access yeah. to counseling because that's what's in short supply um people do need the counseling side of things but i didn't actually ask her about this because i didn't know i didn't really have the the confidence to be honest but there is also a lot you can do with with nutrition and lifestyle and well, and, we, we and said, healthy amounts we? of exercise. Like I'd love it, to have asked about that. We wish we'd stepped up and like said something, didn't we? Afterwards, yeah. like why did we get up and? But we didn't really want to run the risk of like sounding like, oh, did you know there's lots she can do? Da, 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 da. Well, someone at the back said, didn't they? There was a nutritionist at the back who said that she didn't like the medications for depression because of the the the, the, the added stress to the liver. And, yeah, that's uh, right. And yeah. Ruby Wax sort of said it's the difference between leaving the house and not leaving the house, like. I'll, yeah. take, I'll take the liver abuse for a little while until I can sort myself out. And I really got that, you know. And she said, like, I want to get off the medication, yeah. but I'll just take it for now. But there is something to be said, though, isn't there? Because, you know, like, we, we're we quite fortunate in that in the environment that we've kind of created with our online plans is that people feel they can talk to us and talk to the other members of the plan and kind of, like, share information. And we've worked with quite a lot of people that that suffer from depression and have done so for a very long time. Yeah. And so many of them who come forward and say how, 
you know, they've come off their, their medication, they feel amazing, you know, they've got such a positive attitude. You know, some of them, like, they have their little, like, slumps and stuff like that, but that, for me, is huge. And it's almost like they've done it all through food and lifestyle and, and taking control. I think that's the big thing, is, like, yeah. people feeling like they're in control of something. Because I think, for the best part, people that are depressed feel like it's completely out of their control. Yeah. You know, they're not in control of their thoughts, their mindset, and that's why it kind of eats them up. Whereas with food, if you can give them that focus and, like I said, that sense of being in control, it can have such a huge impact. And we've witnessed it, haven't we, you know, on, on many occasions. Yeah, because, I mean, the one thing that I've sort of highlighted to people is you can get stuck in that vicious cycle where they don't feel motivated mm-hmm. enough to, to care for themselves. And then it's like, we did get a question recently about natural solutions to depression. Um, and I actually wrote a blog, it's on our website, we wrote a blog when um, Robin Williams um, passed away. And I sort of just did natural measures to treat um, depression. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's a bit of a difficult um, question to answer because you don't want to sound like, we call it a green doctor, where you just start loading off supplements. Because yeah, yeah. you're no different to suggesting medication in, in some ways because there is ultimately going to be some sort of root cause but also some triggers and drivers that you've got to identify in people. And that's the functional medicine approach to nutrition is to look at those because you've got to fix the problem, not just put a sticking plaster on it. Yeah, well, it was like um, I was trying to explain it to my mum <laughs> afterwards. And my mum's not very interested in all this. So. <laughs> but I, I try She's and explain it to She's just one of the most stable people I've ever met. She's never depressed. She's she, rarely she, angry. She's, she's, just she's like... more, more interested in what special offers there are at Saints. She is. <laughs> that's, that's, the... that's her fix. <laughs> that's her thing. And doing jigsaw yeah, puzzles. And she, and she buys absolutely endless amounts of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, bless her, like, she bought us how many washing up liquids the other day? The <laughs> Ecova, <laughs> na- like, the natural washing up liquids. <laughs> 20. Hey, on special offer, man, so I bought you 62. <laughs> <laughs> Should last you a while. I was like, all right, cheers, mum. Got nowhere to stock them, but, you know, <laughs> to clear some room in the cupboard. So true. But I said to her, you know, like how... When she I was, does knitting and jigsaw puzzles and things. She does a lot of mindful... She's very mindful. Yeah. She's very mindful. Or Candy Crush. She's big on Candy Crush. I can't <laughs> believe... She, uh, the worst thing I've done, we, we, we bought my mum a, a new mobile phone for Christmas. Uh, was it Christmas? No, it was her birthday, wasn't it? Because she's got this horrible old phone that just virtually doesn't do anything. And so we got her a phone that's like a new Nokia Lumia so she can take photos, videos, go on the internet and all of that, which she's always wanted to do. And she obviously fell victim to Candy Crush and she's hooked to the damn thing. But at least she's being mindful. She is retired after all. She's worked hard all her life. She's perfectly entitled to do so. So fair play. Um, But... What I was saying to her was, is that, I'd, you know, as Kerry said, I wish we'd kind of like stepped up and maybe mentioned nutrition and that it's not something to be brushed off and actually alongside the medication could probably have a huge positive impact. But uh, as Kerry said, it's like almost like, you know, if you've got like a house that's, you know, got cracks in it and you kind of like plaster over these cracks and then in a year or so, these cracks just start to re- uh, reappear because the actual foundations of the house are poor. So over time, you know, it's, it's just going to constantly keep cracking and you're just going to have to keep, re, like, filling over the top. And in a sense, like, that's what medication is. And it's just going to keep covering over, covering over and tiding you over until the cracks show again. And until you actually deal with the foundations of the house and get some new underpinning or whatever, mm. those cracks are going to continue to appear. In a sense, it's like nutrition is your foundation, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and then, you know... But it, also your your lifestyle. So, like, I often say to people, like, look at your job, 
your yeah. relationship, your family environment, your living environment. Um, if you're miserable for the majority of your week in what you do, mm-hmm. you know, so if you list down things that you love in your week and things that you don't like, and the majority is things you don't like, there's going to start to be, you know, sort of an upregulation of, of hormones that don't make you feel that great. So cortisol and, you know, stress hormones, and then a downregulation of things like serotonin and, and the things that make you feel all happy and satisfied with life. And then it just has a, this natural negative knock-on effect, doesn't it? Because then you crave... Something to make you feel better. For something to make you feel better. Then chocolate. That, then you, chocolate or what are you know? Caffeine. Anything that's incredibly processed and carb rich normally. Yeah, I mean the big, the big, the big step for most people is is remove. We call them the health hijackers, but remove. You've got to remove the health hijackers, which is easier said than done when you feel low. You know, like the refined sugar, the cakes, and things like that. Um, but another thing that. Um, I mean, do read the blog if it is something that you are interested in, but B vitamins are very, very important. And that's why, like Matt's saying, nutrition can play such a role. Yeah. Or for some people, extra supplementation with things like 5-HDP and B6 have been shown to be helpful and uh, fish oils are quite helpful, omega-3s. Um, but a big one, as some people asked about, um, was sort of not feeling very motivated. <laughs> and also, and that for me, I tend to look at things like um, adrenal fatigue. So you've just actually just flatlined most of your hormones because you've yeah. just been pushing it for far too long um, and then get low levels of sex hormones, low le- levels of adrenaline. Um, and so that's just when you actually can't get out of bed, like you just have no drive for yeah. life, as it were, um, which can come over a few years of just working your backside off and, yeah. and not taking time out. Um, and that's usually resolved again. That can take months to years of, of possibly hormone therapy as well try and pick you up again in fact your your adrenal results were pretty shocking <laughs> yeah they were weren't they <laughs> yeah we should retest them actually but it's, but it's peculiar isn't it because in fact actually we, we were talking about again we were talking about this earlier we talked about a lot of stuff because <laughs> yeah. um, we've actually got a uh, an academy date coming up uh, in May I believe we should mention that because it will be on sale by the time this goes out actually yeah yeah so we've got our um our next fitter food academy date uh after the success of the last one so the last one was fitter food health hormones and happiness and that was uh obviously but it was based on women's health uh however this one's open to all isn't it yeah this well, one is fat loss and fueling health fat loss and fueling health now that sounds exciting okay <laughs> hey? See guys, actually, see, the agenda is brilliant. The, I would say that. <laughs> yeah, well, we're not going to put out a rubbish agenda, are we? No, truth be known, guys, the, the agenda is awesome. Of course, uh, myself and Keris will be speaking. Uh, we've got the amazing Emma Myhill coming along again as well. You know, the gut expert. She's phenomenal. Um, so she's going to be there again. And we've also got Paul Watson on board as well. And Paul Watson, if you are fans of the podcast, guys, obviously would have already listened to an episode with him in episode. Uh, episode number 44 um and he's the mindset guy he's all about being mindful and this guy is amazing you know not only is his knowledge phenomenal phenomenal but just his whole attitude his energy his energy like he's just such an amazing person to be around you know like so we've met him personally and we've worked with him personally hence the reason why we got him on board to you know work with the guys and girls on our online plans because as we said you know being mindful and your mindset is a, a huge aspect of health and fat loss and they absolutely fell in love with him, didn't they? Yeah. Absolutely <laughs> raved about him. He'd done some webinars for them and he was on hand to answer <laughs> questions. And his just whole approach is, is is amazing. And so he's going to be on board as well. So the lineup is amazing. We're really excited about it. Uh, we decided to kind of go halfway house. So we're in the Midlands 
it's in Leamington, but of course full details will be on the on the website and you're going to get a nice hearty meal at lunchtime, a good flow of teas and coffees and water throughout the day, as well as some amazing content, plenty of Q&As, and we just have a real good laugh and people can kind of get their learn on and, and meet like-minded people. So, And the um, exciting bit is we've actually oh, booked a social, a social event. <laughs> a social event in the evening, so do, if you can, stay on. Um, bit of a fit food gathering uh, with all the speakers hopefully as well they'll be staying at uh, paleo restaurant in lemington spa and we're just chatting with them now about getting a, a three-course menu set up and uh, hope hopefully it should be a chance to actually speak to a lot of people in person that we speak to on most days on facebook but, but it, it was quite amazing wasn't it the last academy because there was loads of people there who we've worked with yeah. on our online plans we've never met them yeah so it was like a big reunion but it was kind of like a weird reunion because we've never actually met them before and also a lot of people who'd actually been on plans together were meeting each other for the first time. But it was quite cool because it did feel like most people knew each other, which, yeah. was, which was quite an amazing feeling. But I'm trying to remember why we started speaking about this now. Oh, yeah, that was right. We were talking about, you said about my adrenal test. Yeah. And we were talking about one of the things I'm going to be talking about at the academy is about whether you should test or not. Because a lot of people now, it's the, it's the buzzword at the moment. Oh, I'm going to test my adrenals. I'm going to test my food intolerances. I'm going to test my DNA. I'm just going to test everything. Am I even a man? I don't know. <laughs> test it. <laughs> but And so I'm going to do a bit I on... I question it sometimes. Really? <laughs> and I'm going to do a bit on that. But like Kerry said, my test came back saying that my adrenals were pretty shot and my morning cortisol was really high. But bizarrely... I was a bit like, yeah, but I feel fine. Like, I feel great, in fact, you know, and, and it almost seeing those results had a negative impact on me because yeah. all of a sudden I started thinking, well, I feel fine, but this test has said otherwise. So, oh, I'm going to need to change things. I need to do this. And all of a sudden I was like, I'm going to stop training in the morning because my cortisol is already up. I'll save it for later in the day. I'm going to increase carbohydrates, this, that, and the other. And then I thought, well, hold on a minute. Hang on a second. Right, we always say, don't we? Listen to your body, and I'm not saying that the tests are wrong. No, but I'm giving you a look because you drink a lot of coffee. So I do drink a lot of coffee. If you could do like what you do without coffee, then I'll back you. But, but I, I if can't. you're riding on caffeine, I, I can. I choose not to because <laughs> coffee's awesome. If you're riding on caffeine, but I am so happy. I'm probably, like, I'm ha- I am happy with a good decaf. I love though. that you're playing devil's advocate with functional testing. No, but no, no I'm I would not playing say, devil's advocate. But what I'm saying is, is that a lot of what my point is here we go right my point is only test if you feel there's anything to test for yeah a lot of people get it in their head they need to test oh no i know if anything you know, i discourage from testing because it's because yeah. it's like the the, the thing that yeah. people are doing at the minute but first of all testing's expensive yeah yeah no, and second of all you know if you're going to invest in a test make sure you're investing in the right test you know for example not the trendy one well, yeah, that's the thing, you know, maybe like testing your DNA to find out what kind of uh, macro split and training protocol you should be following. Yeah, it seems pretty cool. But, you know, for me, it's like, well, you can actually suss out that information pretty quickly yourself if you put your mind to it and save your pennies. Yeah. Whereas... You're um, giving away the talk. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shh. One no, thing... But, but, okay, but one thing P- I was just... Sorry, just... Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. With like PCOS, for example, how many people do we have that based on a few symptoms that you've mentioned. And it's like, well, assume you've got PCOS. You know, if you... Like, that's the kind of thing you test, right? Yeah. 
you know. No, like, but it's only yeah. Yes, you're right. What I would say is I don't, I, don't, don't work on an assumption. No, is what no. I'm saying. I discourage from. But that's someone who has a symptom, and we want to see like what yeah. what is it possibly. So so we would test. But I tend to discourage testing if if people contact me and say, you know, I just want to. I've been listening to some podcasts, and I think I want to have tests. Um, sometimes I'll listen to their story and I'll go, yeah, I think it's right. Sometimes they just want to have one out of curiosity and I'm absolutely fine if they, if they want me to go through a test with them. And then sometimes people genuinely, even I'm flummoxed and I'm like, you're doing so much good stuff. I just, I can't, I don't know. So they are useful. I mean, the gut tests now are even starting to look at, you're right. I mean, it, it can, it could go both ways, but they're looking at how the balance of bacteria could be used to predict your risk of certain diseases as well. Which could, you're right, you know, could make you think, oh my gosh, I'm going to end up with autoimmunity. <laughs> I'm going to die. But equally, you know, it can flag up inflammation, parasites yeah. that are absolutely, you know, when I was sort of going um, through a lot of the cancer research, there were so many links between parasite infections and cancer because yeah. they were suppressing your immune system. But so I think no, you're right in that, you know, if you haven't got access to testing, it's, God, it's not the end of the world. And if you're doing a lot of good stuff, um, and there's definitely that flip side. That I, I've actually had a few clients come to me where I've been like, can we just step away from self-quantifying, testing, yeah. software? Like, why are we, this is, you've taken this to another level. It's not healthy, like, to, to know this much about your body. And even I feel like that at times. I feel like, God, I just sometimes wish I didn't know any of this stuff. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, as they do say, like, ignorance is bliss. Yeah, and all, and no, all absolutely. That, but, but it's Every almost... conference I go to and speak to other nutritionists, they... We sit there, we learn all this information, and um, it's completely strange. Ten next to me, and she was like, "Do you remember the days when all you were worried about was like, you know, what you run for dinner?" <laughs> and now it's just like so true. You can it? take the whole world on your shoulders sometimes. But, but the thing is, right? Here's the beauty, and we say this all the time. There's no reason why be like that once again. You know, in terms of focusing on what's really important yeah, yeah. and worrying about the things that really matter, instead of just you do a full circle back you know rather than you know stressing about being busy all the time and you know stressing about whether i'm a bit bloated or i must have a parasite oh god like i must get tested you know it's 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 you know people i'm not saying that you you shouldn't get tested i'm not saying that you shouldn't be concerned if your body's flagging up things however you know you do need to look at the bigger picture don't you absolutely why add extra stresses into your life that that, you know, and that stress is going to probably cause you more problems than than whatever else may be going on at that time. Anyway, am I making sense? You're yeah, kind of, no, absolutely. You're kind of no, 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 no. I am. I am. Just that, yeah. You, you, and you can well, just, just pick... admiring my handsome <laughs> good looks. Snap out of a kiss. Yeah. <laughs> the caffeine-free, nice white eyes. White teeth. <laughs> yeah. It is amazing actually because I've always thought I've got pretty good teeth. Yeah, I remember when I've cut out caffeine in the past, and my clients have said to me like, "You've had your teeth whitened." And they're like, yes, you have your teeth are like really bright white. And I'm like, well, well they normally look like that, your cheeky side. Like, <laughs> a medieval man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, but, you know, it just made me realise that actually, you know, because I used to drink so much coffee, it's probably like staining my teeth a little bit. <laughs> I think I've got teeth, don't you? You can get straws. People have straws if you've had your teeth whitened. Yeah, no, well, not I'm, that I'd encourage that having seat. your teeth whitened. Anywho, I think we've gone, God, on, we've we've gone, gone on too there, far to do the brain health. I think we should do it in the next oh, really? episode. You can't fit it in in ten minutes. No, probably of course not. not. No Sh- chance. Should I or not? She's like, Matt, you got more chance of winning the lottery. No, we'll do it in the next one. Okie dokie. Well, I think that was a good episode. Uh, episode. 
I think people I want to learn some information. <laughs> Actually, just quickly though, talking about podcasts, some of the ones I listen to, I've noticed even, I think I've told you this before, some of them leave me feeling more stressed. Yeah, um, you mentioned this before, right? Yeah, and actually I think I was reading a, a blog on Facebook sent out again by another fitness professional and it was all about like super optimising uh, with all these fancy bits of equipment. Um, everything from like I think it was like your training, your post workout nutrition, your um, your your nutrition with superfoods and stuff. And I was reading it thinking I'm not going to listen to that episode because um, some of the stuff I'm listening to now is where people are like you've just said reining it in and saying can we just go back to basics please yeah. and actually start looking at um, more about how to persuade people you know and and to get other people on board and, and not to make this such a sort of an elite. Um, you know, movement. You know, like oh, the we're thing. the super like, fit bunch, and we spend loads of money on food. And but, well, you, you don't, you don't need a qualification to be healthy, and, right? No, no. You know, you you don't need a qualification to be a healthy, happy, awesome individual. You just need to have the right attitude, and and like Kerry said, strip it back to the basics. You know, for me, my best days are when I've got up, done a bit of work in the morning preferably with a nice good quality cup of coffee <laughs> then you know we might go out take hamish for a nice walk get outside come back do some more work you know we'll have a nice awesome breakfast and, and lunches and whatever and if i can fit a gym workout in too fantastic that always makes me feel good and then if we can come back eat some more awesome food watch a bit of chill tv together and then get a, an early-ish night and get a good night's sleep you know and that's what makes me feel good. You know, it makes me feel yeah. happy. It makes me feel like I've, you know, I've been productive. I've worked. I've trained. We've got outside. We've kind of eaten awesome food. We've ticked all the right boxes. How often, like, do we not do that? And we kind of let the busy, busy, busy get in the way. And, and, and then, you know, and then we start stressing about it yeah. and, and the things that we haven't done and da 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 da. And, but, you know, just, just take it back to basics, guys. You the know? thing is, you can start this. Um, this is something I've learned really recently after actually having, um, let's probably say this openly, we, I started having um, counselling sessions because I felt quite overwhelmed with when, I, when you work with clients and you're learning all of this information. Yeah. It can actually be quite frightening. And, um, you know, you, you, sort of, <laughs> you start to... My biggest issue, my, one of my biggest um, stresses is I worry. Me. Yeah, <laughs> it's just you. Just me. Is I worry, and I worry about a lot of stuff that doesn't happen and may never happen, and um, especially with family. And the more I start to learn about nutrition and things like that, the more I go, oh my goodness, what about that person? And and you see all yeah. these symptom lists, and you're like, that's so and so, and that's that, and that's <laughs> I've got thing that. Is, I was dishing up my breakfast this morning because I was pretty damn hungry. Uh, I kind of did pile quite a lot of food on my plate, but I was just so hungry. Um, and I could, I could, I knew Keris was behind me watching <laughs> how much food I was putting on my plate. And I, I sounds really bad, but I kind of had a smile on my face. She won't know this because she was stood behind me thinking I could just picture the face on it right now. And I, if I could see inside of her body, I'd probably see her cortisol levels just coming up with every yeah, spoonful I'm putting it, on my plate. Half of it you'd burn as I well, pan frying it. It was black pudding. It was just black in colour. The potatoes were it. burnt. They were brown. They were black. They, they were slightly golden. So yeah. So <laughs> so I started having some uh, what you call um, yeah, but, cogn- cognitive behaviour. Yeah, let's <laughs> talk about me. <laughs> no, I'm just saying this because. I went to have cognitive behavioural therapy also because I suggest it to clients, and I always find it useful to do something myself and see if it would. Um, you know help clients and the approach that the woman I work with has is she does what's known as person-centered which is <laughs> when you just go in and talk about yourself 
that's person-centered. And I thought, I don't know if I want that. So you would just walk in and just literally... I'd love, I'd love that. I know you would. <laughs> can, I, can I have her details? She'd be like, what have I let myself in for? <laughs> right. Or there's another one that you can do. I can't remember the name of it. And she said, I combine the two. And she does. So she, she lets me talk a lot, but then she intervenes with advice. And a lot of her advice is about strengthening yourself. Mm-hmm. And, um, and a lot of it is about putting up barriers to you know, like uh, fears and things that would cause you to, to an anxiety. And, and so you can, you can separate yourself. You know, for me, I have to separate myself from clients or from, from your life because ultimately you're going to make decisions about you, yeah. which I can't control. And, and I do like to try and control everybody that I love and make sure they do everything that I think is yeah. what they need. But that's, that's not healthy. You Can't know? let go. <laughs> but it's not healthy. And I'm sure there are other people listening saying, I'm trying to change my husband. And, and perhaps yeah. the more you fight and the more aggressive you become, the more they're going to rebel. Um, it's and true. actually, um, you know, it's about probably doing it a little bit more, um, sometimes covertly. So buying books. And we've, we've written about this but, in the blog this it, week. But, but actually, it, just. It works both ways, doesn't it? You know, you're saying like, you know, if you're like, oh, you know, trying to change my husband's view on this and trying to get him round to this way of thinking. And the truth is like, you probably never will has a responsibility to support the decision that the the other one's making, you know. And sometimes, you know, it might be that you're wrong as well and and they're (laughs) right. That could be absolutely be the case. I've been wrong in the past, you know, and and so... What was that? I still don't think you should be eating burnt potatoes. <laughs> I'm never going to condone that. But I'm only going to throw them away. <laughs> so, yeah, but you know, you can make situations worse. And I can't remember why we were talking about this. But I did find, I do find uh, the idea. Um, it was interesting I, she, when I went to visit her. Should you have six sessions and then you decide as and when you need them? Um, some weeks I've gone along and thought I don't really think I need any help. I've had a really good week. But what she's made me identify is that there are patterns to my behaviour. So. Um, I am very much a control freak and I start to like um, even the night before a day starts I start to plan things yeah so I'm in control yeah <laughs> and um, if you just let that go a little bit which I've been trying to do so if you don't put the trainers at the ed- edge of the bed ready for your morning run that's going to happen at seven o'clock because yeah. you're going to have a pre-workout coffee and then you're going to be out the door by this time and yeah. you're going to run 10 miles and you're going to do it in 50 minutes or that'd be yeah. impressive wouldn't it um, that would be very impressive. <laughs> not, not 50 minutes, but... And you're going to come back and then you're going to have, like, a an uber-uber super shake with superfoods. And, you know, like if you, the night before, start, or even the minute you wake, like, pile that pressure on to yourself. Yeah. Like, you're, you're probably doing more harm than good. And what I've started to do is not set an alarm, which I have the freedom to do because we're self-employed, but I do work a lot at night. So. Yeah. Um, not that I'm working that much less, but not set an alarm. And actually, you do wake up naturally normally about six, seven-ish anyway, um, or three o'clock. Or three o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> and um, not set an alarm, uh, not actually decide what I'm going to do exercise-wise, just see how I feel when I get up. It mm-hmm. could be a walk. Paul, um, who does the mindfulness, helped me a lot with that, where he said, go out for a walk in your trainers, and then if you feel like running, run. If you don't, don't. And I'll often do that and just wear, like, gym kit throughout the day, so I can do a few lunges and squats if I want to. Yeah. Um, you know, so I can have that freedom of not being so locked into routine and, and obsessive compulsiveness about training. Yeah, and, yeah. and and it has been like <clears throat> liberating, but I do slip back into those patterns when I am more stressed or things, you know, with the business on how we want them to be. I get very much back into, right, I'm going into control yeah. mode. I'm going to just be gonna like... get up at three o'clock. <laughs> watch Secret watch, Location. Watch Secret Location. <laughs> three times. <laughs> 
No, but isn't that interesting? Because like <laughs> the other thing I watched, this is hilarious. It was called Will Shakespeare. It was a children's program about William Shakespeare. Oh, really? But they did it as in Will I Am. Funny that. It was no, it was it was funny because I didn't know it was a children's program until about halfway through when they were going. Imagine you lived in Shakespeare's time. What would you have worn? <laughs> and I was like, God. what? But no, it was. I was just laughing at the title. It was supposed to be. I think it was Will I like, Am. Like or, a take on Will I yeah, Am. Yeah, basically. I was watching it because we live in Stratford-on-Avon. I thought I might learn something, but I just saw Did the you? church down the road on TV quite a bit. That was it. Oh, I know that place. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, but I was just going to say, um, you know, you're talking about like that fixation on exercise yeah. and kind of putting that pressure on yourself. But exercise, nutrition, work yeah, no, even. No, but I just wanted to kind of touch on the exercise yeah. bit because it's kind of relevant because of something we see on our online plans quite a lot. Um, and we've seen, I've seen it recently and I've actually been chatting with people online saying how they felt really bad because they'd missed their session. But the reason they didn't train that day is because they actually just didn't feel up to it. They felt quite tired and stressed and didn't feel it was best for them. Yet the next day there was guilt there because they missed it. And then here's the classic line, but I'm going to make up for it today, right? Mm. And I came back and I was like, well, how can you make up for it? been and gone like how are you going to make up for missing yesterday's workout are you going to do yesterday's workout today as well as today's workout so you're on track realistically no because it's <laughs> going to take a long long time yeah it's going to be pretty harsh on the body and probably not ideal so why not just brush it off and just take give yourself a pat on the back for listening to your body you know your body said you know what? i'm pretty knackered i'm pretty swiped i'd rather not train today maybe a light walk could be better and then tomorrow, boom, you can have attacked the day. But people make that link, don't they? Like, damn it, I plan to train today. Yeah. I plan to do this specific workout and I haven't gone and I'm a failure. I feel guilty. I need to make up for it. You don't need to make up for it. You know, that get, but that, again, goes across the same for nutrition. That, you know, People think, uh, I, can, I can eat terribly or I ate terribly one day, so I'll make up for it by being super good the next day, which will just mean the following day the cravings will be even greater. And, yeah. you know, and same for work. Like I, I know I find day where I didn't achieve a lot I'll be like I'll double my to-do list for the following day well, so I can redeem myself well, something people try and... I don't know who I'm redeeming myself to <laughs> well yeah exactly well yeah. yourself yeah you know your, your mind your thoughts <laughs> yeah you know it's the same with sleep I'm going to catch up on my sleep I am tonight I'm going to bed, you know, the, I'm going to bed the, in a minute but the reality is you can't catch up on your sleep can no, you no. you know you can't um, no, but, no but you can um, you know some people who work shifts have mentioned this where they've had um really really terrible sort of sleep patterns in the week and I've just said you know at the weekend just don't set an alarm just let your body naturally but you yeah you're right and you can't sort of do like 48 hours sleep because you but I just think like you shouldn't place that you shouldn't place that pressure well, well yeah I mean and it should just be one of those things oh you know this is what I plan to do tomorrow however you know if it happens it happens great if it doesn't well you know um I actually did share a I shared a quote with the, with the guys in, in in the groups who I was actually chatting to about this, um, and I can't actually remember it now. It's going to drive me mad. Oh well, I've forgotten it. Never mind. Uh, but it, <laughs> we'll but put it on the next podcast. We'll put it on the next podcast. But the when we talk about Alzheimer's, the, the gist is it's basically about habits yeah. and saying you know it's it's what you do every day that counts, not what you do. Yeah. You know what I mean. So yeah, yeah. if you miss the the odd workout, fine. If you had the odd treat you know, your pizza, whatever, fine. If it's the other way around and you're always missing workouts, always eating pizza and then occasionally train and occasionally eat a healthy meal. Not so fine. You've got a problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that quote was better. I'm gonna... <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, so a um, bit of a random episode there, but, you know, I think there was lots of 
good bits of information, a bit more of a general discussion from myself and Kerris about, you know, some really important subjects and, 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 and depression is something that we've like, you know, I've encountered personally, we've worked with clients who, who, who suffer from it, you know, it, it is a big deal. And mindset, you know, it's a massive component to long-term health and fat loss, so it's not to be ignored. Um, So, guys, thank you for choosing in. As always, please share this with anyone you feel will take value from it. If you haven't left a review on the podcast, please do so, Um, as well as a rating. That will go a hell of a long way. As I've said before, we've contacted a few guests to come on the show who... I ideally want to know how popular our show is before they come on. So the more reviews we get, the more kind of like a power of persuasion we're going to have over these people. And these guys and girls are awesome. And of course, you guys will benefit too. So uh, if you could, that'd be phenomenal. Subscribe and share away. Um, Anything to add, Keris? No, I'll done. I will cover everything I learned. Learned Learned uh, in my brain health seminar in the next episode. I, it was fascinating it was fascinating yeah. the stuff she learned she was telling me about it I was just you know tell me more tell me more tell me about loan to value mortgages yeah it's funny how I got my own back on it I was like there you know how it feels <laughs> my, my little brain can't handle that amount of information Kevin so you have to give it to me in snippets in fact actually before we go because uh, I am hooked on property investment at the moment I absolutely love it I've uh, downloaded a load of property investment podcasts and there's this one podcast that gives you property investment tips in under 15 minutes. And obviously, each episode is a different, <laughs> which is a bit ironic because yeah. our podcasts are an hour long. But because I people can't stop are, talking. People are not, are not listening now. They've already yeah. seen truth. They're, already, they're off making a cup of tea. But I, it did get me thinking because remember we spoke before about in between our longer podcasts doing little shorter ones. Yeah, Chris Cresser does 30 minute yeah, ones. Yeah, but I was thinking every now and again we could do a little, you know, a little power. 10 minutes. Power podcast. There we go. That's what we could call it. Power podcast. Anywho, I'm going to go. I've okay. got a second win now. Though. I'm really hungry. Let's Caffeine go. free, second win. That's not bad. So guys, yeah, thanks for tuning in and we will see you over in episode number 48. See you later. Bye.